0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A new supplemental budget has been signed into law. $615 million will go to infrastructure, roads, bridges, and schools. Some school districts, including Benton Harbor area schools, will have millions of dollars in debt erased. This means that residents and Inkster will be saving money on their taxes, and districts like Pontiac and Benton Harbor, Ypsilanti, will be able to redirect education funding where it belongs. Outside of education, Whitmer put the spotlight on roads, bridges, and infrastructure projects in this year-end supplemental bill. A proposed design for the Unified Civic Monuments Project's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Monument in Benton Harbor has been tabled by city commissioners. At a meeting last night, commissioners considered a few minor changes to the monument design that had previously been suggested. However, Mayor Marcus Mohammed said the new plan did not come with specifics on the monument's dimensions. He said because the monument's being installed at Dwight P. Mitchell City Center Park, commissioners need all the details. We love Dr. King. We approve the statue. But that land is, that's not our land. That's the people. That park is the residents. So when we put something in that park, we're taking space. Designer Garth Woodruff did not have the square footage or the height of a wall that's to be part of the monument, but said he could get those numbers to commissioners the next day. Commissioner Juanita Henry questioned the need for another delay. They've jumped through every hoop that we asked them to jump through. Yeah. Every time we said we don't like that, they said, "Okay, we'll go back and do something different." Now they're here at the point where they got the money and they're ready to do their project, and now you're saying, "No, there's a problem." Mayor Muhammad said the commission has already approved the monument's installation at the park. Now it just needs the exact design specifications. Commissioners then table the design until they can get that information. As the U.S. Department of Energy reviews a request for $1 billion in loans by Holtec International to restart the Palisades nuclear power plant in Van Buren County, Congressman Bill Heisinger is calling for a swift but well-thought-out decision. He and eight House colleagues have sent a letter to Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm and NRC Chair Chris Hansen asking for a quick resolution. The group writes, quote, repowering Palisades could significantly grow the region's economy, strengthen our domestic energy security, and return safe, reliable, and carbon-free generation back to the electrical grid. It adds that the group expects the NRC to ensure strict safety standards are followed as the project unfolds. Holtec has already secured around $300 million in state funds to get Palisades fired up, up again. The project will be a big step closer to fruition if the federal loans approved. Joining Heisinger in signing the letter are seven colleagues from Michigan and one from New Jersey. The Cradle Art Center in St. Joseph is remembering artist Richard Hunt as a partner who believed in the importance of art in the public realm. Hunt passed away this past weekend at the age of 88. The Crassel Art Center Director Tammy Fauver tells us although Hunt was based in Chicago, he was a longtime fixture of the community in Benton Harbor with a studio he opened there in 1995. We went on to work with him on the major commission of NGC's, which is a sculpture at Silver Beach County Park that's over 50 feet tall, part of the Crassel's collection as well. And then in 2018, we unveiled Rising Crossing Tides, which was a site-specific piece that we commissioned from Richard for our newly designed grounds. Hunt donated his Benton Harbor studio to the Crazzle this year, and Favre says they'll announce plans for it in the new year. She says Hunt had many friends in the area and could frequently be seen at restaurants in Benton Harbor. She describes him as generous and kind to the community. Throughout his 70 year career, Richard Hunt had more than 160 public art commissions, mostly done in steel. The Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy has released its 2023 Michigan State of the Great Lakes report, which outlines ideas, actions, and challenges currently facing the lakes. In its 42 pages, the report covers progress cleaning up pollution in the Great Lakes, momentum behind fisheries management strategies to combat invasive species, investments in clean marine technology, and much more. Also covered are projects from the past year to protect the lakes, like a $100,000 effort to identify water conservation best practices, hiring a stewardship coordinator to improve the Great Lakes literacy among Michiganders, and support for restoring Ox Creek and Benton Harbor. Regarding Lake Michigan, the report details the ongoing effort to keep the invasive carp from entering the Great Lakes from Chicago. It also cites the discovery of hydrilla, an invasive plant in Berrien Springs, as a possible threat. We have a link to the full report at our website. The St. Joseph Middle School robotics teams, Maze blue, and white, are now home after a successful weekend competing in Howell. Volunteer coach Ben Baker tells us they took part in the Michigan First Tech Challenge State Championships. The teams played well against the other other groups. The Mays team and the Blue team were in separate divisions, and both of them were chosen to be in the finals there in separate divisions. And with that, the Mays team and our alliance partners were able to bring home the state championship. Baker says the teams all prepared for the competition separately, so they developed innovative solutions to the challenge. We had to pick up these small hexagons that they called pixels. that were about two or three inches. We had to pick those up off the ground or from stacks and deliver those to the back of the field and place them on a backdrop. Baker says that part of the challenge had the robots acting autonomously while the students took over later. This is the third year in a row the teams competed in the Michigan First Tech Challenge State Championships. This wraps up their season. Baker says competing in robotics teaches the students teamwork, engineering, problem-solving, and professionalism. And a crowdfunding campaign has been launched to help purchase a wheelchair-accessible van for a five-year-old Stevensville girl. Laura Gomez tells us her daughter, Rosie Adams, has been disabled since birth. She has cerebral palsy and epilepsy due to HIE, which is a shortened version of brain damage or brain injury, which happened at birth. She's not able to walk without assistance. Gomez says Rosie is like a lot of other five-year-olds and that she gets excited when it's time to go somewhere. However, the problem is she can't always go along. That's because it involves a lot of heavy work and lifting they raising funds online and hoping for community support to be able to afford a van. We switched from GoFundMe to an actual medical organization that collects funds on your behalf, and then you can only access them through a medical necessity. And Gomez says that previously the community has come forward to help out by building a wheelchair ramp at the family's home so Rosie could get in and out of the house. She says people just want to help a girl in need. We have a link to the crowdfunding campaign at our website for anyone who wants to help with the van purchase. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. There is now little hope that an immigration and border policy deal will be reached by the end of the year, despite ongoing negotiations in the Senate. Such an agreement is believed to be needed for a bill containing aid for Ukraine and Israel to pass both houses of Congress. ABC Stephen Portnoy has the latest. It was Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's hope that if he canceled a week of recess and locked both sides in a room, that a deal could be reached by Christmas. He acknowledges now that's not realistic. Finding the middle ground is exceptionally hard. And both sides must accept that they will have to make concessions. And it's going to take some more time to get it done. Both sides report progress in the talks, but sticking points remain. Republicans want new curbs to be placed on the administration's discretionary ability to let in immigrants from certain countries. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Israel's defense minister says its troops are working on clearing out Hamas militants from Gaza's north, but that fighting in Gaza's south will persist for months. Israeli forces raided two of the last functioning hospitals in Gaza's north in recent days, and warplanes bombarded central and southern Gaza Tuesday with strikes that killed at least 45 Palestinians. The air and ground war was launched in response to Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel. It's killed nearly 20,000 Palestinians, displaced some 1.9 million, and demolished much of northern Gaza. After meeting with its rally officials Monday, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said he was not there to dictate a timeline for the war. Meanwhile, police say at least 60 protesters demanding a ceasefire in the Middle East have been arrested for demonstrating inside a congressional building in Washington. ABC's Ike Giocchi has more. Capitol Police officers escorting dozens of demonstrators out of the Capitol Rotunda, one by one, wrists zip-tied. In a statement, the department says additional officers were brought in because it's against the law to demonstrate inside the congressional buildings. Authorities say the group was screened when they entered the building. Ike Giaci, ABC News, Washington. Hundreds of dates are written on concrete-filled steel columns erected along the U.S. border with Mexico to memorialize when the Border Patrol has repaired illicit openings and the would-be barriers. Yet no sooner are fixes made than another column is sawed, torched, and chiseled for large groups of migrants to enter, usually with no agents in sight. A Border Patrol tour in Arizona for news organizations, including the Associated Press, showed improvements in custody conditions and processing times, but flows are unprecedented across the border. The numbers have nudged negotiators for the White House and congressional Democrats to consider major limits to asylum as part of a deal for Ukraine aid. A funeral service today was held for the first woman to serve on the Supreme Court, the late Justice Sandra Day O'Connor. The service was held at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. ABC's Karen Travers has details of President Biden's remarks. President Biden said Sandra Day O'Connor believed the Supreme Court is where all Americans looked for protection of their rights, the bedrock of America. It was a vital... A vital line of defense for the values and the vision of our republic, devoted not to pursuit of power for power's sake, but to make real the promise of America. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Civil rights organizations have filed a lawsuit challenging a new Texas law that would allow police to arrest migrants suspected of crossing the border illegally and permit judges to order them to leave the U.S., The lawsuit was filed today in federal court in Austin. It came less than 24 hours after Republican Governor Greg Abbott signed the measure during a ceremony at the U.S. border in Brownsville. The lawsuit from the American Civil Liberties Union, its Texas branch, and the Texas Civil Rights Project claims the new law is unconstitutional. You can brace yourselves because the holiday travel rush starts this week. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Just days away from the Christmas travel rush and those planning to hit the roads or the sky are bracing themselves. But Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says airlines appear to have learned their lesson planning ahead. I don't want to jinx us, but so far, 2023 has seen the lowest cancellation rate in the last 5 years. The FAA predicts Thursday will be the busiest day in the skies and on the roads. AAA says 115 million travelers will drive more than 50 miles during the upcoming holiday starting Saturday through New Year's Day. That's nearly the same number as the holiday period before the pandemic. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Google has agreed to pay $700 million and make several other concessions to settle allegations that it had been stifling competition against its Android app store. The same issue that went to trial in another case that could result in even bigger changes. Although Google struck the deal with state attorneys general in September, the settlement's terms weren't revealed until late Monday. The disclosure came a week after federal court jury rebuked Google for deploying anti-competitive tactics in its Play Store for Android apps. The settlement includes $630 million to compensate U.S. consumers funneled into a payment processing system that state attorneys general argued drove up prices. And how would you feel about drinking cleaned toilet water? California's water board has voted to allow wastewater to be cleaned and then sent right back to the tap as drinking water for the state's 40 million residents Only one other state allows that. Morph maybe sees Alex Stone. The item is adopted. In a unanimous vote, California water regulators giving the thumbs up to allowing water agencies in this state to make drinking water out of wastewater. What's become known as toilet to tap until now only approved in Colorado. Board members said realistically most Americans are already drinking cleaned wastewater and don't realize it. Anyone out there on the Mississippi River. Supporters claim purified wastewater is actually cleaner than what comes out of most wells lakes and rivers alex stone ebc news